0: Hey, everybody, it's Donnie. Before I start the podcast, I just want to say that the audio isn't the best. So please forgive me. Um, I tried to clean it up the best I can, but the conversation was over the phone. And the audio wasn't picked up well. So please bear with me. Um, You can still hear her well. So I hope you learned something from this. I know I have. So enjoy the podcast. Basically, with Behind Success, it's about people who are successful at what they're doing and it's really just a conversation about you and what you're doing how you did what you did and the behind the scenes like how that has affected you so okay it's really just a way for people to learn about you know what it takes to be to get to that that place that they want to be in you know mm-hmm. absolutely. yeah so let's start <sighs> all right Hey, what's going on? My name is Donnie, and you're listening to Behind the Success, the show that takes you behind the scenes and into the lives of people who are top performers in their field. Over time, they were able to create a level of success that many of us hope to achieve. And this show is here to give you some insight into what it took them to get there. Today's guest is Ms. Beverly Beal. Beverly is also known as Life in Beverly Hills on Instagram, and she started a blog She's also a lawyer, which is pretty prestigious, I would say. Let's get right into it. Let's just start with where you grew up. Where did you grow up, and what was it like? Um, so I'm from Detroit, and uh, how did I grow up? Well,
1: I mean, I grew up with my mom. Um, I have a relationship with, with my dad. It's not, not too strong, but basically grew up with my mom. Um, like, west side of Detroit, six miles. Um, and I grew up in the neighborhood, but uh, my mom kept me in private school. So I had a, a bit of both worlds. Um, and I, I liked the Detroit. It grew me up. Um, I didn't feel like it prepared me for uh, leaving Detroit and, you know, going elsewhere. Um, but that's pretty much it. I, I, um, I don't know what people think about when they hear Detroit. It's either really good
2: or it's really bad. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I kind of like both. So it's like
1: you from Detroit either they won't cross you or, you know, so it's cool. I, I'm very
0: proud to be a Detroiter. That's good. I haven't yeah. actually, I honestly know nothing about Detroit. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> you know. I've heard little things. I know it's like it's like a a major capital for like cars, like like the car manufacturers oh, yeah. and stuff like that. But I yeah. I know nothing. But like, what was it? What was it like? Like, how were the people? You know, tell um, me about it. Um, I I'll say Detroit.
1: If, if do anything else? It definitely. Um, I think that's where like I developed my style from. People in Detroit, we are flashy, a little bit too flashy,
2: Mm. honestly.
1: Um, (laughs) Fur coats, Cartier glasses. Wow. um, You know, leathers, nice cars. That's just, that's the Detroit that I know. Um, And it definitely shaped uh, my style and I don't know how I operate. So that's pretty much what it was like i mean like I, i'm i not gonna sit up here and say like i had like this rough childhood i think i grew up okay i spent a lot of time
0: with my grandma because uh, my mom worked a lot so yeah i mean i think i turned out okay i think i turned out okay <laughs> i mean i would say so you're doing you're doing pretty <laughs> well <laughs> uh so how did uh how did growing up in detroit affect you in any way you know how did it help you become who you are now
1: I didn't grow up terrible. I mean, I feel like I had everything I wanted, but being around my friends who did it or just being around people, you know, wherever I lived who did it, um, just seeing them hustle, like early, mm. at a very early age, mm-hmm. um, I, I always, you know, knew I had to do that. Like, nobody's going to give me anything. I see how hard my mom works every day. Um, so... Even though I didn't want for nothing, I, I don't know. Detroit definitely made
0: sure
2: I
1: never was spoiled. Like that's just not a thing. If you want something, you gotta go get
2: it yourself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it it
0: definitely kept you on your toes. you Detroit, you do nothing else. It'll keep you on your toes. Yeah, it's good. It's good being around a type of environment that'll make you, you know, want to, or even you know, sometimes in some cases have to just push forward and really go hard and in trying to better your situation or your circumstance. Yeah. yeah so you talked about, you know, uh, watching your mother work hard. So was she or, or was anybody else um, somebody that you looked up to?
2: mentor
1: um she yeah my mom's pretty much my only mentor that's the only person I really look up to and um this is like off topic but I feel like so many people in our generation now they look up to like celebrities and you know athletes and blah 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 and nobody really starts with what's at home you know what I mean yeah and um People that I've met or celebrities that I've met, um, like, it's nice. I, they, they're they successful. I look at what they do. But I, in my eyes, nobody's more successful than my mother. Mm. As in my eyes. She's my hero. She's my mentor. Um, seeing how hard she works. And maybe that's because I see it, you know, firsthand. I don't know what this celebrity does all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, I feel like they got a whole team making them successful. I don't know if they do any of that stuff, but I see her do all that stuff
0: herself. So, um, yeah. That's what makes her a successful mind. Yeah, that's great. You know, I I agree on uh how a lot of people look up to celebrities and stuff, but it it, it makes sense, you know, they're in the limelight. You could see them not not that they're accessible, but you know, you could see that they're doing stuff, but you don't Uh you don't know exactly what they're doing, which is you know It's it's good that you had somebody that you could see and was actually um, helping guide you in the right path, kind of like a a mentor, but just in a different sense. So were there any, like, key moments in, like, growing up, your childhood or, you know, during that time, any key moments that that still have not an effect on you today?
1: Um, I don't know. I can't really think of anything. Childhood, childhood.
0: I honestly can't remember that much from my childhood.
1: I understand that. I can't really say, like, something shaped me. All I can, I mean, I know I keep bringing her up. All I can say is that my mother absolutely shaped me. I feel like everything I do is me trying to emulate what she does. So, like, key moments i feel like every day every day she taught me something else or every day she made me want to go harder because i see what she's doing so i can't say like it was an incident you know that happened to me
0: okay well that was beautiful (laughs) so you're a lawyer i am what made you want to pursue that that career
1: enough, when I was, like, younger, younger, um, I really liked the water, uh, and I wanted to be a marine biologist, (laughs) Um, I thought I was going to be in the ocean, swimming, and all this stuff, Um, and I don't know when that changed, but maybe, like, starting high school, around middle school, I was just like, I'm not going to make any money and whenever money started being important to me and I realized that that is the only way I'm going to survive I really just started thinking of you know I guess the cliche would be to be a doctor or be a lawyer and um, we did have like a a friend of the family who was an attorney and um, he was just, he was fly all the time he had all these Cadillacs and (laughs) um he just looked like he didn't have a care in the world. And uh, I was like, all right, well, I think this is what I'm going to do. And I, <laughs> and I always liked history. I mean, history don't really have anything to do with love. But um, that's kind of how I gravitated towards that. I'm like, I want to do something where I can make money. I can take care of me. I can take care of my mom. And um, that's kind of how that happened. I don't really have like one of those stories where, oh, I always loved the law, I left law and order, and blah blah blah. It you know, I'd be lying. Um, I knew I wanted the profession but that was gonna make me money.
0: Mhm. Something and, sounds um, realistic, yeah. honestly.
1: Yeah. And uh that's what happened. But maybe one day I'll go back and get my degree in marine biology. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm like nice and settle, maybe
2: when I retire or something, um, I do still love the ocean and everything. But
1: yeah. And then I randomly became
0: an attorney, so go figure. It'll be a nice passion project to pursue later in life. Yeah. (laughs) So where'd you go to school?
1: Um, I went to Clark, Atlanta
0: in really? I did. Um
1: I minored in political science, which I'm sorry, it has nothing to do with law, it has nothing to do with law school. I do not know what you do with a political science degree, but that's what was told to me, Um, and I did that, um, and I graduated early, I graduated a year early, I I just went to school all year around, for three years, um, and I was able to graduate early, and I did that because I knew I wanted to go to law school, so I tried to hurry up and knock my undergrad out. And uh, then I went
0: straight to law school and I went to John Marshall Law School. Mm. Um, did that in three years, knocked that out
1: and got my baby. Knocked out law school in three years too? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, three
0: years is uh is pretty standard. Okay. I was okay. thinking I was thinking it was like four. Oh. I don't know if okay. I made it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Years pretty
0: standard. So, what was the experience like uh, doing just pushing through three years of school? Um, or at least I telling, for undergrad. was like
1: one big blur, and I mean, like in a good way. Not like I know a lot of people call they're drunk the whole time, and that's not what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did so much in college. Um, Clark Atlanta is definitely, like, I mean, of course I learn things, I learn academic things, but I learn, like, life things, I, and I don't know if that was a combination of just being in Atlanta, but Clark Atlanta is, like, you have to be a self-starter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, whatever you want, you gotta figure it out, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not about to tell you what your dreams are or what your future is, and you need to be focused. And uh, I knew what I wanted to do. Um, I, th- I feel like the only thing about Park Atlanta that I had no intentions on doing was joining a sorority. I didn't know anything about. I didn't know anything about sororities. I had never really even heard of them. Um, you know, I didn't have nobody Greek in my family, and that was kind of the only thing I did that I had no idea I was ever gonna do in college. Um, mm. But, yeah, I became AK at Crack Atlanta, Alpha Pi chapter. But um, college was just, I don't know, I, college was kind of easy for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, I feel like I kind of breathed through. I was working, you know, I um, did all my sorority stuff. I had, like, two jobs on, on top of going to school. So, I don't know, I learned a lot of life skills in I think it started in college that I realized that I was, I'm going to be a person who's juggling a lot of things. And I think if I was only doing one thing at a time, I wouldn't even really know how to function. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like I need, I need to be doing multiple things at a time. And that's probably where it started where I realized I need multiple incomes. Um, I didn't like being in college and being broke. I did not like that.
0: I don't think anybody does. <laughs> um,
1: I figured that out very quickly. Um, and I got, like, the most random jobs. I mean, a lot of them, I I, I worked at the mall. Um, I worked at Outback for three days. I got fired. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I worked everywhere, pretty much. I, everybody anybody wanted to give me a job. I could do it outside of school. Um, yeah. I didn't really have, like, too many, I don't know, college
0: was not hard for me at all. Sounds like you did what it took to just make it through. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. So when was it that you decided to start your blog?
1: Yeah, I started my blog, I was, I think I had just finished my first year, I think I just finished my first year of law school, and, um, I don't know if you have friends in went to law school, family members, whatever, but that first year is, like, the most depressing, hard, terrible year ever, so, um, and it, it, it's not like law school is, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they try to scare you like it's so hard or, you know, so time consuming and it's so much, blah, blah, blah. And it is all those things, but it is really like a mental game, I feel
2: like. Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like it, once you can get past that and, you know, obviously manage your time because there is a lot of uh, reading to do. Um, but I think if you can get past that part, you know, it's not that bad. You can finish it. So I think my blog came about, I'm like, I need an outlet before, i drop out, honestly. I, I need an outlet be- before I'm just, I can't do this no more. I'm unhappy. I don't know why I'm in school. Um, it- it's not what I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, that's kind of how the block came about. Um, like, I-, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. I knew I wanted to go to law school. But, like, the fashion part of me, that was never, like, something I wanted to do. It was just always in me. It was not nothing, I mean, I never thought I would try like to pursue a job in that or anything else, anything like that. I just knew I liked fashion. And um, I wanted to do just something, you know, in that feel. And that's how the blog came about, just to have something that makes me happy. And um, I started it, and it, it picked up very quickly. Um, and I think that's like a big sign when you start something and it immediately like just kicks off the because it's what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and uh, yeah, I started it I think it was
0: June twenty first and it's been doing well because yeah. Tell us more about it. Yeah. What is what what is it about and like what can people find on it?
2: That's another thing. I didn't know anything about blogging before
1: I started. <laughs> um, I didn't even call myself a blogger. I'm like, I'm just going to make a website about myself. Um, I'm going to take pictures. I'm like, I'm really just taking pictures for social media. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to connect with other people, uh, possibly connect with some brands. Um, sorry, that's my dog in the background. He's very jealous when I get on the phone. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I'm thinking that's basically what I thought it was going to be like I'm just going to put lists together um and do what I normally do but I'm just going to take pictures so um I mean I did know eventually that I wanted to make money I did do some research and know that it is money in this so um I invested in it immediately so I know a lot of bloggers um they kind of start off and um, they're just doing, like, stuff on their iPhone. When I first started off, I started off with a professional photographer. And, um, yeah, I took it seriously, like, right away. Um, I didn't think it was going to be everything it is now. But, basically, um, it's mostly fashion. There's some beauty in there. But um, I think why people like it is because, I don't know, I feel... Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to be perfect on there. Um, I'm just kind of telling you, I mean, my name says it all, what life is like for me. And um, what it's becoming lately is women like seeing that you can work a nine to five, you can have your own business, you can, you know, still look nice. You can do all these things at the same time. And I think that's why a lot of people like my blog because um, like I'm not your traditional attorney or I'm not your traditional blogger because I do have a law degree or I'm not your traditional lawyer because I do like to dress nice or I do other things on the side. Um, And I think people enjoy that, that I don't put myself in a box. Um, And I do let people know that all these things that I do, all these hats that I wear and, um, you know, everything that I do it is sacrifice. I feel like I told them that all the time. I have no life. Hmm. But I love what I do. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what you can find there. Um, just me juggling and hustling and connecting with other people.
0: Yeah, I think people love when they can just connect with somebody else and, and, and see that you know, see what other people are doing. Or somebody else, in, like one person is doing, in your case, I should say. But yeah, I feel like that's what makes Instagram such a, a big thing, that they, that other people can see what other people are doing and yeah. just connect.
1: Um, What I've been realizing lately about my blog is, um, I, I don't know, I, I found myself trying to be like other bloggers and let my audience know how to become a successful blogger. And it's not like I'm not trying to do that, but what I'm realizing, what my niche is, is not trying to show people how to be a, like a, a successful blogger. I feel like my niche is I just want to show you that I am successful and that it's, it's, I'm not special anybody can do what I'm doing like I, I I don't think I mean I know people think that but I don't think myself as like this successful blogger enough that I can start teaching people how to be a successful blogger um I think if anything if I could just you could just see that it can be done you know what I mean because maybe it's not blogging isn't even what you want to do just I think just showing somebody you can do all these things at the same time whatever it is that you want to do
0: yeah. I understand. Okay. Yeah, that makes I, sense.
1: I, I really hope that it's coming out how it is in my head. Because I just made this realization, so I don't know if I'm
2: expressing
1: yeah. it the right way.
2: But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm i being very honest.
1: Like I feel like I, I would try to be like other bloggers and try to make that my story. You know what I mean? hmm Oh, you should do this if you want to be a blogger. Listen, if you don't want to blog, all right, that's fine. Just do whatever it is that you're doing, and I don't know, be consistent at it. But I don't know, that's just not my thing. If anything, I just want to show people that have the multiple streams of income, whatever it is
2: that you do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm gonna stop now. (laughs) (laughs) Another question. It's all right. Um, so how long until you started getting like consistent web visits? Or is all right? So are you more focused on Instagram? Or are you are you also like focused on your blog and your website and everything? Um, I'm gonna be
1: completely honest. My website like isn't I don't know my best platform. Mm-hmm. Um it may come as a surprise, maybe not. I am terrible at technology. I think you noticed that when I was, you know, the questions I had when we were emailing each other. So, um, I'm still learning of SEO and the back end of my WordPress and all that kind of stuff and coding. So, um, my website is, I feel like, still a learning process. Um, I do get, you know, decent traffic on it, but, uh, that's something I'm currently still learning, uh, getting people off of the social media platforms to actually go to my website. Um, yeah, so I'm far from the expert with that. Um, so I don't, I don't neglect my website, but it's not my biggest platform.
2: Okay. Um, understandable. I would say,
1: you know, Instagram is my biggest platform. And I, I think that's obvious just because what I'm doing is all visual. Mm hmm um and instagram is all visual so
0: it just makes sense um yeah okay so let's talk about that then let's talk about your instagram and growing your 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 social media account like how what's it like having 30,000 followers
1: um I <laughs> really
0: want to not say the wrong thing. What is it like I have to about it. <laughs> I understand. Um, I'm just, like,
1: is first, it Uh. First, I want to say not what people think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, here's the thing. I, I feel like you'll see those memes and like, oh, okay, you know, 30,000 followers is not $30,000. You know, you get, like, both sides. Like, some people value that and some people, like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm very proud of it. Um, I, I feel like I have a core following and I'm not close with all 30,000 of them, but I, I do, I feel close to a lot of my followers. Um, I feel like I, I know a lot of them. I know the kids, I know the husbands, I know they were on vacation. I know somebody's had a doctor's appointment. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like I'm so involved with my followers, and I hope they feel the same way about me. Um, but having thirty thousand followers, I, I I love it. I love that they're all around the world. I love that you know people from Nigeria contact me and tell me how much they love my content, and that um, you know they're inspired, or you know somebody wants to go to law school, or just any of those things. it, it if I never got this many followers, just people DMing me or emailing me, telling me that they started this because they saw my page, that's amazing to me. Yeah. Because um, I, I feel like I, I know what that feels like. Um, I, I, I remember that moment when I wanted to do something or start something mm-hmm. new. And to be the reason for that, I, it, that's amazing. So... If I had 10 followers and all 10 of them DM'd me, you know, and said they wanted to do this, I'd be fine with that too. I'm not mad at the 30,000 followers because they do, I do make money. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie about that either. Um, So, yeah, if it never grows past that, I'll be happy as well. But if it does, God willing, let's hope so. <laughs> so that's
0: how I feel. About yeah. 30,000 followers. So, do you feel there's a difference between, like, say, 5,000 followers and the 30?
1: Um, I do. And, um, honestly, like, the more research that I do, because I constantly research about social media, and I, I would hope that everybody on social media needs to do this, too. Um, what's happening right now with a lot of brands that I work with, they like working with, um. They call them mini influencer or micro-influencers, um, but basically people, you know, that have, like, between 5,000 to, like, 100,000 100, followers. Um, they really don't want to work with the, you know, the people in the millions and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's not even the follower count. It's just the authenticity. Um, it's the engagement how many people commented, how, you know, how many people actually like, you know, like what you're posting and are involved with what you're posting. So if you have that at 5,000 followers, and I have plenty of blogger friends who, you know, have under 10,000 or around 7,000, and they get paid, and I have one follower who's worked with Buick, and she only has like around 8,000 followers, so it can be done. Um, and I tell people that all the time, don't really worry about how many followers you have, because if you had a million followers and nobody engages, it really doesn't matter.
0: Okay. So it's more focused on your content and, and what you put out and the response that you get back.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to, um, one of my needles the other day and, um, she's like, starting a food brand and she was telling me you know how can i work with brands and how can i build my following and i went to her page and she wasn't tagging any brands mm-hmm. i'm like well how do you you know how do you put the brands to work with you if they can't find you because even if you got three followers if you tag in the brands every day eventually they're going to see it mm-hmm. so um you know Put out good content. and The main thing that you have to do, if it's a brand you want to work with, and that brand mostly features blue pictures, you should start posting blue pictures. Because what brands are looking for, they're looking to see if you're aligned with their brand. Mm-hmm. You can't post your own stuff. You know what I mean? You can't post about rain and they're all about sun. You, you can't do that. So what, what they're looking at, you is you're aligned with their brand. And honestly, a lot of these brands are looking for content that they don't have to pay for. So if you post something about this brand, I mean, and, and you have to do that in the beginning, you post a fork or something from this brand, and they contact you and say, oh, we like to use your picture, you're saving them money. You're saving them money from a photo shoot. A model, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. And now they can they can use that image for free. And, and that's what you have to do in the, in, in the beginning. You're not going to be able to uh, get paid right away. But eventually, you keep aligning with this brand, they're going to want to pay you. They're going to want, or at, at the least, send you free stuff. So um, that is the <laughs> methods to use for growing your Instagram or at least working with brands. I mean, it, it's important to. Grow your Instagram, but I would say perfect your content first because that's what's important. Because you can be growing your followers and your content is trash.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. And
1: that, that usually don't happen. That's like a anomaly. But
2: it, you know, if that's the case.
0: Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That's very important information, actually. Um. So, how do you even come up with new content? Like, you have That's to. That's
1: a good question. <laughs> I
0: don't know.
1: <laughs> um, I, I just came off of you know my little Instagram social media hiatus, and honestly, I have to do that every once in a while for several several reasons because sometimes I just get mental blocks. Um, for somebody like me who I just like fashion, I just not to say that I think I'm stylish to everybody, but I wake up and, you know, dress how I want to dress. And sometimes I don't care to share that on Instagram. I don't care to share everything that I'm doing or every look that I have, because for me, this is something I just do every day. And it's hard to sometimes have to show that. or You know what I mean? It's hard to have to be open every single day. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's the only child in me, but sometimes I just get so introvert, and I'm just like, I got to turn social media off for a little bit. Um, Regroup. I'm uninspired right now, uh, and I just got to come up with some new ideas. And this last little hiatus, I, I feel like I came up with a whole new life, almost. Um, I'm really glad I took this last break because it put a lot of things in perspective for me. Um, but I really don't have an answer for how do you come up with new content because I struggle with that myself. So if you get the answer from somebody, email <laughs> that to me because I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah... I, I don't
0: know yeah if i figure out that question it, <laughs> i'll definitely let you know
1: it it sometimes content just comes to you because something happens to you you mm-hmm. know what i mean and um like i will come to you but that it's a good question because i i i run into that all the time and when you're a person who is not not programmed to share all the time it's hard i, I like I, I i do have bottles Tell me, you are the most private, public figure we know. Because, like, I, we feel like we know a lot about you, but then it's like we don't know anything about you. And I I try to fix that. I try to be as open as possible, but it's hard. And I feel like that's what's expected of you, or, or not expected of you, but I don't know. I, I will be honest. I feel like more successful bloggers, um, they they are very open. You know, they have that phone out 24-7, and you feel like you're living their life with them. And that's fine. I'm just not one of those bloggers. I don't know if I'll ever be one of those bloggers. Um, but I will say that the followers I do have, they know if they DM me about anything, I'm, I'm answering I may not put everything on my stories. I may not put everything on my feed. But if it's something you want to know,
0: it's
1: something you need. You know, I'm not gonna ghost you in my DM. Mm-hmm. So I am. I am proud of that about me. If you ask, I tell you. But some things I'm just not gonna. I'm not sharing everything.
0: Yeah, that's understandable. You have to keep things private. Yeah, yeah I lose my mind.
1: Social
2: media
0: makes you lose your mind. <laughs> it's understandable. So, um, how did you start monetizing what you were doing? Um, well, I, all right, I would say you, <laughs> yeah, you you work with brands. I understand that, but um, I guess, like, how did you first start, you know, to 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 make that switch where you started monetizing rather than just than just posting? Like, you decided, I'm going to monetize what I'm doing and, you know, start making money.
1: Um, I feel like I have, like, the worst answer for this question. Because hmm. um, I don't know if it makes me sound like an a-hole or like I'm bragging. But uh, when I started making money, it, all the brands have come... To this day, I started my blog four years ago, and I have never reached out to a brand. Every every piece of money that I've made, they've reached out to me. So I've been lucky. I, I know that a lot of bloggers tell me it does not happen that way. Um, you have to pitch yourself. You have to put yourself out there. It'll be years until you start getting paid. So... Like I said earlier, because I'm not going to say it's luck, I really feel like I start making money from this so early because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It,
2: mm.
1: I, I know it sounds like cliche, but I just feel like it was kind of like a destiny thing. Like it, it popped so quickly. I'm like, okay, this is God wanted me to do this. <laughs> like it, 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 ha- it was too easy for me, it was just fluid. Like it, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I do think the fact that, um, I started off with the professional pictures and like I said, I, when I started out, I'm like, okay, I know this can make money eventually, but I think I started off with a professional photographer just because I'm like, uh, I don't know. The word's not OCD for me, but I just like stuff to look a certain way.
0: Trust me, yeah, I know exactly just, what you mean. Yeah, that's.
1: That's just me. I don't know if that's just me, I don't know, being real a stickler on detail. I just knew that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to put my name on it. I'm going to make a little brand. I'm going to start it off how I want it to be. I'm not about to, you know, I made a budget for it and everything. Because I tell a lot of bloggers, um, don't try to start blogging with no income. It don't work like that. I started my blog. I was working at a law firm when I, uh, no, no, no I did I was not a law firm. Yeah, yes, I, I was. Um, I, a mentor had gave me a job while I was in school. So I had an income when I started my blog and I tell people all the time, um, it can be done. You know what I mean? You can start a blog and, and not have any money, uh, power to you. I didn't do mine like that. Um, I made a budget for everything I was doing and then eventually, you know, the blog started paying for itself and then eventually the blog paid for itself and made money.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So I always tell them, like, if this is what you want to do, budget for it. Because it it may sound like, you know, you're making enough money, but your blog has bills. I don't think people know that either. You got to maintain your website. You have to maintain social media. You gotta have content, so you gotta have clothes, you, got, you know. And um, in the beginning, you won't
2: be getting all that free. And um, yeah, so it, it's a business. Uh, yeah, like your business has bills, your blog has
0: bills. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, I mean, it sounds standard because I mean I understand mm-hmm. you know you wanna you wanna treat her right. You wanna start correct, so you yeah. have to you know put money in like any business like any it was it was an pursue. investment yeah for sure yeah i'm glad it was an investment that paid off you know yeah absolutely yeah um
1: I, i'm gonna be honest with you yeah, i was not into social media honestly before i started blogging like i got a facebook page very
2: late
1: in life mm-hmm. i got my instagram page very late Um, I didn't, I didn't like the whole thing. I did not like the whole concept of updating people what I'm doing all day, but I, I know that's like the only child for me. (laughs) I'm extreme introvert and I don't know the concept of posting pictures, what I'm doing all day. Like the me 10 years ago, wouldn't even know who I am right now. Like I, I can't believe, you know what I mean? I can't believe, uh, people. Pay me to post a picture, and I, I just didn't like any of that stuff. I didn't like, I couldn't understand Twitter. I still don't understand Twitter. My following account will show you that, but <laughs> I didn't understand like posting, just comments, and I, I don't know the whole, the whole thing. Just uh, I did not get it. Um, but then when I realized it was a business, I learned it very quickly, and um,
2: yeah, that's where it's at
0: that sounds great so what was what was that feeling like when that first brand reached out to you do you still remember your first brand
2: oh my god I
1: don't remember like my very first brand I, I would say like my very uh I guess first big event with uh was with Diane von Furstenberg i don't know.
0: Yeah. I I, well, I, don't I think, like an amateur. I think... But you know
2: you know what I'm talking about. Um, my first big event
1: in Atlanta was with that brand and this was like a brand I like emulated. Like this is the iconic brand in yeah. my eyes. It is a brand I could not afford, you know. Um a brand I always looked up to, you know, she's a woman designer, one of, like, the first woman designers, and, um, she's a real iconic brand, so that was, like, a big deal for me to have worked with that brand, and, um, yeah, and, I mean, even, like, uh, brands like Old Navy, like, I know that it's not, like, a, a luxury brand, but, that was, a like, a big campaign that I got, and I'm very proud of that, and, um, it was like a, and Dove, and um, that one, like, the first thing I did with Dove, that went really well, and um, I always tell this story. I felt like I messed up the campaign I could have had with Dove, because I just did one with them recently, but um, a couple... Whenever Prodigy passed away, you know the rapper Prodigy? Yeah. When he died? Okay, so I'm like a wu Chang baby. Um, I think everything they came out with, I was not born yet, but for whatever reason, like, I love wu Chang. And um, when he died, I I swear I had, like, a memorial service on my Instagram, um, on my story. (laughs) So it was, like, nonstop prodigy all on my instagram story. so you know it's cussing this killing this drug that yeah and i saw that dove was watching my stories okay. and i really think i lost on a campaign because of that um i don't regret it <laughs> prodigy and, and I, I am that girl I have a very good playlist and that's a part of my brand so it's like whatever I think I lost it but um I mean they came back Dove came back
2: eventually
1: <laughs> but um th- that's just, just a whole other story but um yeah so those are like my my big campaigns working with them um and uh, but honestly, any any brand like any time somebody emails me and like we love your work and we want to work with you and we want to pay you, I still get shocked by that. Like, are you for real? Like, <laughs> you really like me like that?
2: Um,
1: and I, you know, I send them my media kit and I send them my numbers and they're like, oh okay, and I'm like, oh my god, I, I still get shocked like that. <laughs> going to be forever humbled by social media, It's it still shocks me. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, I don't think that will, I don't think that'll ever
0: get old. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever get old. That's, uh, I think that's really cool, honestly. Like, you're just, you're just being you, and people are coming to you to just say, hey, we'll pay you to be you. To be you. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's awesome. Like, it, it really is. Um, I'm very grateful, like, all the time. Uh, and then, like, on, on top of that, like, of course the money. I'm not, everyone will be grateful for that. But, um, connecting with people, that's a huge, huge part of why, um, I, I like, keep asking. Um, because even, like, on my break, just getting messages from people like, you know, um, we miss you that kind of stuff, or like I said, somebody in a whole different country who I, who I would probably never meet or would have never known about if it wasn't for social media. Like, um, I went to Cape Town with my mom for her birthday, um, a couple years ago and a girl, you know, she messaged me, uh she messaged me on Instagram. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in Cape Town. And she asked me, I was shooting there, too, and Jason came to the photo shoot. And I'm like, that that's crazy, you know? I would never known the girl, met the girl, and she actually came with her mom, too. So just, like, stuff like that is crazy. It's crazy to me. It's, it's yeah. yeah. If I if I've ever stop blogging that the part I will miss the most, like, talking to everybody. Because I am the only child. I am an introvert. And Instagram forces me to come out of my shell. Because if it didn't, I would be at home watching Netflix all the time. I would not engage with no humans
2: Because <laughs>
1: that's, just, <laughs> that's just me.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I'm grateful for Instagram for, like, actually turning me into a people person.
0: Mm-hmm that's yeah. beautiful uh I'm actually uh I'm trying to break out of my shell as well it's hard <laughs> it is but you just gotta it keep is. going it's hard yeah, so I did want to ask uh, do you ever deny brands absolutely how often um not often because
1: I am uh all about money mm-hmm. I am a lawyer. Um, but I uh, like brands like, you know, wine brands, stuff like that. I don't drink. Mm-hmm. So um, just, uh, just on top of I don't really want to promote drinking. Even if I did, that's just not what I want to do as a black woman. But um, this and then the fact that I don't drink, I don't want to sit there and lie to everybody. Like, oh, guys, just wine tastes good. And I don't drink wine. Yeah. You know, so uh, a lot of the times it'll be a situation like that. Um, and this this if I feel like the brand just don't align with me, I'm like, I don't want to lie to you. You're going to pay me this money and I'm not going to get no response. Like my audience, followers, whatever, family, they are very honest with me. They will be like, definitely, but it's this. Um, And I try to, like I said, I try to be, like, authentic as possible. Anything I post on there, I've at least tried it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit up there and tell them, uh, you know, go buy this, and I I don't even like it. So, yeah, it's been been a couple of brands that I'm just like, I'm not going to take your money because (laughs) it's not going to do nothing. You're not going to make no sales. Nobody's going to your page. Um, And then it's just some brands who don't got their stuff together. Like, instead of paying me to help you promote your stuff, you need, you know, you need to put that into your brand. Um, You got a boutique, but, you know, your clothes is terrible, you know. Um, Pictures is, is, you know, I'm not about to talk about nobody's business. But it, it is situations where I'm just like, no, I got to turn
0: that down. Yeah, I understand. Yeah.
1: But most of the time, it's just because um, it's like a cigar brand or a, what's the more thing now? A hookah
2: hmm.
0: or
1: what, what's the other thing they talk around?
0: The, uh, the hookah pen?
1: Yeah. Like, I am not about to sit up there and promote that. <laughs> I don't smoke hookah. I don't want to promote it. It's not, my, it's not my style. So, uh, stuff like that I got
0: to turn down. Yeah, it only makes sense. You're right. So, how how has pursuing this, uh, how has it affected your personal life? Like, you know, has it gotten in the way at any time?
1: Uh, absolutely. But, um, I don't, how, I don't even know how to break this down. Not even just like the blog, just... Uh, working and career-wise, I have always had a struggle with balancing them. And I actually just went to dinner with a friend and I was telling her, I'm like, "I, I don't even know. I don't even know where it started, but I have a bad habit of putting my work before my personal life. And some people think, you know, that's a gift and some people think that's a curse. Um, For me, I think it's a gift and a curse, too. I feel like it's a curse because, um, you know, I'll put put all my work stuff, like, you know, before wedding showers, I'm missing baby showers, I'm missing, missing birthday, you know, just stuff like that, that I should be there for friends and family. But I, I hope that they understand that I'm trying to, you know, do this. I'm trying to get this done. I got a deadline. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel like it's my curse. But then I feel like it's my gift because I literally can shut everything out and have tunnel vision. And I feel like a lot of people can't do that and wish that they could. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm proud of it. And sometimes I do, you know, I do wish that I put personal things first. So that's actually, like, a constant battle <laughs> I have all the time. Um, you just don't get to do both. And I, I, if somebody tell you different, I, they're wrong. You can't do both.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's just a sacrifice you got to make. I mean, I feel like, you know, once you get there, where you want to be, or, you know, you get in that position, of course you can, you know, do the family time, do the personal time, boyfriend, girlfriend time. Um. But, no, when you start off, you can't do both. It just don't work like that. And I feel like I've just kind of accepted that. I'm I'm still working on it. I am still trying to be, you know, better friend, better cousin, better niece, whatever. But it's hard. You you cannot do both. You got to sacrifice something. Yeah, it's
0: understandable. You have... Pretty much have an obligation or responsibility to your business that you, you know, you started, and you have to put everything in. Yeah, 24 <laughs> 7. Yeah, so speaking on that, do you think um, you've lost anything like any, any friendships or anything like that while focusing on this? Oh my God.
1: If if this is one of my biggest fears that I get so caught up in what I'm doing, what I'm working on, that I feel like it's getting to a point like people do not miss me. And, I mean, mean, that kind of sounds selfish, but I'm not trying to word this. People don't miss me because they don't even count on me anymore.
2: You know what I mean? -hmm.
1: They don't even bother to ask anymore. They don't even bother to invite me anymore because I'm just not I'm not in nobody's life. And that's scary, you know, um, that people don't even include you because they just know she's not, you know, she's not going to do it. She's working. She's doing it. She, you know. So yeah, it, it is scary, but um, I don't know. You just have to I don't know. I talk to God a lot. I keep that 100 with you. I talk to my mama and God often. Um, And I I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm missing out on something or I'm wrong. I could have been there. I could have did this. But I'm 60% of the time, I don't feel like I'm missing nothing. I don't need to be at everybody's brunch, I don't need to be at everybody's section. I don't, I don't need that right now. That's not what I'm focused on. And, you know, not to say I'm doing it the right way and they're doing it the wrong way. That's just not what I want to do right now. So um, I've def- definitely probably, you know, hindered some friendships, definitely some relationships. Um, like uh, on a scale, family, friendship, relationship, relationship is probably like eight on the list so I've definitely probably um i probably curved Mr. Right about three times already just because I was trying to get some work done so um I don't know i just not uh I'm not it. it's just not on my to-do list right now and I, I, I know that will change eventually but I, I don't know. It's just not
0: a not a big thing for me right now. It's understandable. You have yeah. you have what they say laser focus on your goals <laughs> and, and what you wanna do. I do. Yeah. It's and a- I mean
1: I, I know some people definitely right now, I feel like people think relationships are like the answer to a lot of problems. Um a lot of people wanna jump into the relationship because I don't know I feel like it's kind of a trendy thing to do right now um but I don't know I I don't know if I can do the things I'm doing right now and be in a relationship at the same time I'm not saying it can't be done I know plenty of people that do it I don't think I can I, I really don't I don't think I would being where I am right now is where I was in a relationship and that, that's like honest God true. From
0: me. I really don't know that it would happen. That's understandable, you know, you even though you, you juggle a lot of things, it's that's juggling a whole nother person at the same time. So it's it'll be a whole nother ball game if you include another person into what you're doing. But then again, it could also be... It could also help, because that person could be a a strong supporter of what you're doing and and really help in in a way.
1: Yeah, that's what I say. It definitely... I guess it can be done. I barely take care of myself. (laughs) so The thought of having to please another human being, oh my God. It just sounds like another thing on my list to (laughs) do. And I don't... I don't want to think of people that way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I just feel like, like, let me knock off a couple more things on my list. And I'll, like, get back to it. Uh, Yeah. This is a rough topic for me.
0: Yeah, I understand. (laughs) So, talking about knocking things off your list. You just started your law firm, right? Uh, Well, I'm in the process of it. I, um...
2: You know, when you move to different jurisdictions, you have to get licensed in every jurisdiction. Mm So I'm currently only licensed
1: in New York and Missouri. And uh, I'm waiting to get my license here in D.C. So right now I'm just kind of making all the preparation um, so that when I do have my license, I'm ready to, like, get the ground running. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping by the spring of next year uh, I'll be good to go. But, um, yeah, I got a couple other things that I'm going to do in between that time, though. But, yeah, it's happening.
2: My okay. law firm
1: is happening. And then maybe after that, maybe after that, I will sit still and, like, try to get my personal life together.
0: <laughs> so, what plans do you have with uh, with the law firm?
1: Do I have? Um, I basically, I I I knew I wanted to eventually do a law firm, but I was just kind of putting it off because I felt like I wanted to get more experience. Um, I wanted to work in a couple different fields just to make sure I knew what I wanted to do. But um, honestly, with me being in like this influencer world, I think it's a perfect time for me to you know build a practice around it. I have. Plenty of, like, people just in the creative space, uh, you know, people who do podcasts, radio people, hairstylists, photographers, influencers, um, they all want legal advice. They all want legal advice. Um, they all need help with their contracts. Um, so I just feel like it's a good time to go ahead and build a practice around it and um, specialize in what I know. I, I, I can specialize in, you know, small businesses i I've run a small business, I can specialize in blogging i, I run a blog, so yeah, I think it's just time for me to build a practice around what I'm basically doing mhm, yeah, so that's pretty much what I'll be about. It'll pretty much be a um, intellectual property uh law
0: firm okay, yeah, sounds yeah. like you have uh I want to say, like, you just, you have a lot you're ready, you're getting ready for. Like, I don't know how was, I'm trying to say what I wanted to say, but. Mm. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I, I just feel like, um, it, you can't just come out with something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, that's what people think success is. Like, oh, I just popped up with this law firm. Um,
2: so, no
1: I I, I want to be prepared, yeah. so this is all like this, the preparation stage. And I feel like this preparation stage has took five years, you know,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: in the making. So it was another year. I've been preparing this song and I just want to make sure it's right. Done right.
0: So you've really just been planning and and prepping for five years to, Uh,
1: I mean, not literally, but you know, I I feel like it's been building up to this, but like actual preparation, I would say I started preparing maybe like in January, um, just really figuring out what I'm trying to do. I feel like lately I've been working at a different company, um, and like nothing just been a... A great fit. I haven't been loving what I'm doing, and I think that, for me, that just means it's not these companies, it's not these bosses, it's me. I'm ready to do something on my own. I'm ready to not have a boss. Um, Yeah, so at, at this point, it's just getting all my... It's, uh, it's kind of a lot of paperwork, like starting your own law firm and getting my license in another state. So, at this point, it's not really a lot I can do. I'm kind of just waiting on the Bar Association here. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you know, I can find my office space. I can do my website and everything else, get branding ready to go um, so that I'm ready.
0: Well, that sounds great. And I definitely wish the best for you with that. So I don't want to, you know, take up too much of your time. I just have a few more questions.
2: Okay.
0: Um you spoke about how you talk to God all the time. Is mm-hmm. I I'm assuming that you're spiritual and religious.
1: Um I know that people like have a a distinction with being spiritual and being religious like maybe you believe in God, that you don't go to church or, yeah. you, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to tell all my business, whether I, you know, go to church or, or not go to church, blah, 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 whatever. Well, um, I will tell you that I have a strong relationship with God mm-hmm. and I don't care how anybody perceives that. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I know I talk to him three, four, five, ten, seventeen 17 times a day. And and that's my relationship. I have with him. And, um, of course, you know, I, I believe in God, I believe in a higher power, but um, I don't know. It, it it calms me, honestly. It calms me, it gives me back regrouped, I'm back refocused, um, and I feel like I always got somebody in my corner, because you think you have people in your corner, you know what I mean? You think you got support, and it don't turn out that way. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I have to talk to guys because there's been so many times when I want to quit and I don't have nobody to cheer me on, to tell me to, you know, keep going. So,
2: um, I
1: have to. Uh, well, I have to so I don't go crazy. I yeah. um, have to so I don't cut somebody out at my job, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah, as, as much as I need to as
2: often awesome as I need
0: you to so yeah well you definitely answered my question I was gonna ask how it affects you throughout you know your journey and just building what you did I know people um people go to God or, or their their own religion for for comfort and you know okay. I just I feel like a lot of in my experience and what I've seen, a lot of people who are successful do have that that type of uh kind of spiritual thing or yeah just the spirit that spiritual thing to lean on and and comfort them through their time of struggle so that's why that's why I asked that question, but I just have one more
2: <laughs>
0: so where do you see yourself in ten years? <laughs>
2: um, <laughs>
0: I know it's a hard question.
2: It is a hard question because first of all, I gotta
1: do the math. Let me tell you something. I have been twenty five for what, like three, four years. Uh, yeah, so I'm I, I'm gonna be thirty next year, and that's probably maybe the second time I've yeah. admitted that to myself and said it out loud. Mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know why i i've always had this problem with getting older and i feel like 30s is like the end of my life but i finally started saying it i'm gonna be 30 and i'm okay with it because um i don't know i'm i'm proud of where i'm at like finally i feel like i actually got my life together you know everything is you know coming into fruition but years from now oh my god I don't know I really don't know um I'm hoping that the my practice will be nice and cushiony and you know all that is is going well uh you know maybe have some more attorneys in my office um I definitely want my mom to be retired I've I want to be well off enough that if my mom wants to retire tomorrow, she can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I I definitely want to be, make sure she's taken care of. Oh my goodness, what up. I hope to have traveled a lot more. I um, I mean, I think in in some people's mind, you know, I've probably traveled a lot, but um, I definitely want to make more time for that. Traveling more. Um, a very fertile law firm. Um, I I do think that I'll still be blogging, maybe not at the capacity that I am, Um, but I never want that to stop, that, like, connection with everybody. So I'm not sure how I would continue that, but I I definitely want to keep that going. Um, And I definitely would like to start a charity also, um, I, I always struggle with what the charity would be about. because yeah, you know. It's so many things I want to, so many causes I feel like I want to help, but definitely want to start a charity. Um, and I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to say married with kids, but that would be a lie because I really don't know. I really don't know how I feel about uh, being married with kids, so... I just say happy. Whatever that means to me in 10 years. Maybe in 10 years, you know, uh, a husband and kids is happiness. But if it's not, if it's still just me and Biggie, that's my dog, that's my shit too. do mm-hmm. um, Yeah. If we're fat and happy, skinny and happy. <laughs> yeah. that That's all I care about. That I can take care of all of us and, and you know, we're happy. Yeah.
0: Well, you never know things can change in 10 years yeah. so you know yeah things can change yeah well thank you for you know joining me on this podcast and just what, thank having you this for conversation. reaching out
2: to me
1: <laughs>
0: no problem it was i feel like I it hope was I uh, did well like i hope i didn't like bore everybody to death because
2: i'm not <laughs> i,
0: I mean, highly doubt on that
1: instagram but i am actually like boring, i <laughs> don't do
0: much, but I mean, I hope it was insightful. Yeah, I think so. I, I learned something, so, <laughs> you know. I'm sure other people have learned as well. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend, a family member, or somebody that you think would enjoy it, or even benefit from it. The only way for this show to really spread around is through sharing. So sharing is caring. And remember, if you do want to hear more like this, subscribe to this podcast and I'll catch you in the next one.